26 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour. You tuned into Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabong Atawe. And uh, under the microscope this evening, we're taking a look at uh, the uh, informal uh, waste uh, picking industry. And uh, many people, I guess, are framing the debate around uh, this uh, particular uh, livelihood strategy or a form of work. As just about, I guess, formalizing it or just registering many of the people who work in the sector. But if you think about it, I mean, if you think about the cost savings that uh, many of these waste pickers realize for uh, a state-owned company like Pick It Up, uh, because they recycle on site, uh, it certainly is a massive contribution uh, to uh, uh, those entities. And yet, it goes unrecognized. And uh, today, we ask a different question, and we say, how do we? Think differently about how uh, uh, waste pickers are incorporated into the formal sector uh, from a waste management and a recycling perspective. And uh, more importantly, uh, how do we ensure that that happens on terms that are favorable to many of these people who have chosen uh, this as a livelihood strategy? That's what we discuss under the microscope. To do this, I am joined uh, in a studio uh, by... Uh, Ndade Simon Mbata is the coordinator of the South African Waste Pickers Association, also joined uh, by uh, Musa uh, Chamane, who's uh, a waste campaign manager at uh, Groundworks. And uh, let me start uh, by greeting Ndade Simon. Uh, good evening to you and uh, welcome, Ndade. How are you? Hi, good evening, Ayo and the listeners. Uh, Musa, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us as well. Uh, good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to your listeners. Awesome stuff. Gentlemen, let's maybe start off here and uh, I guess give some brief background and context. Now, uh, as I was introducing the conversation, and uh, I guess uh, some people like that, some people don't like that, but I guess it's the daily sort of hearing uh, us. That's how we talk about this particular sector. And, and a lot of people tend to misunderstand this uh, sector and that assignment. So maybe let's maybe start off and, and frame the issue here. When we talk about waste pickers, uh, thanks, Ayo. When you talk about waste pickers, we mean the people who are making a living or who are deriving a livelihood by picking the recyclable materials on the waste stream. Mm. The waste stream, it will be either on the landfill, on the street, or in the communities where it's illegally dumped. Mm, mm, mm. And, uh, you know, where, where do they then sell this? I mean, you would collect Normally, mm. waste pickers sell to the so-called the middlemen, mm. people who have money, establish uh, businesses, and buy from them without them recovering. Mm, so some of these buyback centers? Yes, some of the middlemen we call the buyback centers. Okay, all right. And uh, Musa, let me bring you in here. I mean, wh- when you look at the picture, certainly from a perspective of uh, your publication, Groundwork, uh, when you look at the picture across the country, uh, what uh, similarities do you see in the experience of many of the people who live through this kind of work? And uh, what are some of the, I guess, sizable differences? I mentioned Pick It Up earlier on, but that's an experience confined to just Johannesburg. And uh, we do know that this activity can be found across the entire country. Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, uh, as Groundwork, uh, we have visited uh, more than 150 uh, workplaces or towns in the country there are differences when you compare because mm. you find that in places like Johannesburg you get a lot of uh, trolley brigades or people that are pushing trolleys along the road mm. but in other cities or in other rural uh, towns like Zanin, uh, Josini you find that they don't work uh, on the streets but they work in a, in, a, in, a, in a confined environment in a place like a material recovery facility. That's a difference that I've observed in different places Mm. And then in terms of uh, Imali, 
Um, and, uh, you know, being able to capture value because I think in Tate Simon, you, you made the point very interestingly for me that, yes, you, you take this and you then send it to a middleman. And I'm quite interested in uh, your, how much money the person who is busy work, waking up very, very early to go and collect this recyclable material, how much money do they make compared to the middleman? Yeah, normally the situation has, uh, has changed since the global economic downfall. Mm. We used to make a lot of money, but things changed. And I think the middlemen took advantage of that because prices are not regulated. Mm. But normally in a daily basis, all men say, because Kauteng or Jobek, it's full of markets. Mm. Markets are closer to buy. People can get more money. Normally you find that a street waste picker ends between 300 to 500 to 600 a day. Mm, okay. At the landfills, it might be the same 500 to 600 a day. So in smaller areas or far from the markets, mm. then that's where prices begin to go down. You'll find that someone ends between... Uh, 800 to 1,200 rand in a month because of the markets. But if you stay in areas where there are markets, yes, there are good earnings. Like in Pretoria, you'll find people are making 3,000, 4,000. There are even those who make close to 10,000 rand a month. Hmm. Okay, gentlemen, I'd like us to pause there and also, I guess, uh, use that as an opportunity to invite some of our listeners here uh, who'd like to weigh in on this uh, particular conversation and who might have questions for Umu Sanwab Simon. Do feel free uh, to uh, weigh in on our conversation. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. 089-110-3377. I'm in conversation with Umu uh, Simon Bata, coordinator of the South African Waste Pickers Association, also joined by Waste Campaign Manager at Groundwork, uh, Musa Chamane. And uh, on the other side of this break, we continue with our conversation and uh, we take some of your calls. So uh, do uh, s- certainly send those through and I'll also be taking a look at some of those tweets. 18 minutes it is now before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk uh, with me, Ayabong Atawe. And uh, under the microscope on this uh, uh, Wednesday evening, uh, we uh, take a look at uh, the... Uh, uh, waste uh, picking industry and I'm in conversation with uh, uh, the waste campaign manager at uh, Groundwork Musa Chamane also joined by uh, Bob Simon Bata coordinator at the South African Waste Pickers Association. Now uh, Bob Simon I guess you were making the point uh, about how after the global economic downturn the, there was much uh, less money to be made and for me that already underscores I guess how important uh, uh, you know uh, what we call informal waste pickers in inverted commas are to the formal sector when it comes to waste management and recycling. And maybe if you could explain to us, uh, because many people say, yeah, but you're informal, you're doing something that some people venture to say is illicit and illegal. And yet, at the end of the day, your market is the formal market. So uh, maybe just demystify and, uh, I guess, clarify some of those issues for us. Yeah, uh, this has been a big issue while we were engaging government in terms of formality and informality. Mm. Uh, As waste pickers, we believed that uh, being formal as waste pickers, people have to understand the sector itself by formalizing the sector because waste pickers has two faces. Mm. In the morning, you are a worker. Sure. In the afternoon, you trade with whatever you have recovered mm. within the waste stream. So you are entrepreneur now. You're mm. selling your stuff. So once we talk of formalization, it becomes a challenge because sometimes we are fearing that if they formalize you, they'll close one eye to say one of the faces should go. Mm. They either formalize you as a worker or they will either formalize you as a business. Mm. Does it have to be like that? 
so for us we are saying we are talking about integrating mm. take us as who we are and the only model that we believe could integrate waste pickers it's worker cooperative model mm. where you are a worker and a business owner at the same time but it has caused a lot of challenges as we we trying to shape the model of cooperatives in South Africa because in the past cooperative model have been judged as a failure but people not knowing that there's a different form of cooperative like worker cooperative model mm. that will accommodate waste pickers in the space when it comes to the municipality and the services that we provide i believe people should understand that whatever is recovered within the waste stream that was the function of the municipality that's the job that should have been done by municipality mm. so waste pickers are providing free services to the municipalities mm. maybe people will start looking at it because we are pushing and working with government to say that how could services such as this free services of waste pickers can be compensated sure 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 and there's especially this uh, notion of recycling uh, on site now musa just in the vein of what Ubabu simon is raising here uh, one of the things we saw coming through earlier on this year i think it was around march or so or april now in 2019 was a, a drive by pick it up in the city of johannesburg to i guess you know register all waste pickers that were operating in johannesburg and I guess m- many of them see registration as a starting point in the formalization process. What do you make of that as groundwork? And do, and do you think uh, that, yes, it might be necessary, but is it a sufficient intervention? And what else can be done if it isn't a sufficient intervention? Yeah, <coughs> it's, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not a sufficient uh, intervention, but it's a good start okay. because... Uh, we cannot deal with the numbers that we are not aware of. We need to understand how many waste pickers that we have. Mm. And Jobeck have led the way by registering all the waste pickers that they have in the city. It's a good initiative, but there are a lot more that still needs to be done because we, as South Africa, we need to move away from being a throwaway society rather become a recycling society mm. because we are tired of having landfill sites that are always burning especially in winter and they spend for the whole week because of the methane gas and so on so once we make sure that we plan for all the waste streams that we produce we will have less waste that will go to the landfills and we hope that one day will have a zero waste that goes to the landfill because the non the non recyclables such as such as old food scraps and, mm. and so on can be taken for composting or for biogas and the other normal stuff like plastic paper can go for recycling. Mm. Therefore there won't be need for landfill sites because we know that landfill sites they also contribute to the climate change, which is not desired because we are the signatories of the UNO UNFCCC. So we have to make sure that uh, we mitigate by all means. Mm. So they are doing a, a good contribution, waste pickers, by doing this work that they are doing. But Jobeck and other municipalities, they need to buy in and create an enabling environment for waste pickers in all the towns, in mm. all the cities. I wish that there could be one municipality, one material recovery facility to be run by worker cooperative of waste pickers who would create a number of jobs. Uh, thousands of jobs 
and it would be much better not jobs for comrades but jobs mm. for the real people that's what i believe sure sure bob simon that enabling environment that musa is speaking about uh, and i like the point is is talking about saying have a facility in every city and uh, i would venture to even say if you want to scale it properly have a facility uh, per i guess a sub ward or, or or even that kind of uh, sort of lower structure but what does that look like from a safety perspective because we do know here in gauteng many of, of our brothers are using trolleys um and sometimes using it in the very early hours of the morning and uh, we've heard of instances where people get into accidents and uh, and that kind of thing what can government do as we think about i guess sort of changing the terms of incorporation in the formal sector what can they do by way of i guess uh, uh, issues of safety and uh, issues of normalization of this particular industry you spoke for instance about uh, working as a worker and also as a trader how do we ensure that we intervene in both of these areas to make uh, the environment more conducive Okay, for the question, uh, I would like to take a step back in the processes mm-hmm. that we've been involved with sure. as an organization based on issues that we have raised. Like when we approached government since the formation of the organization 10 years ago, one of our vision or one of our mission was to make sure that we speakers are recognized. Mm. And we speaking it's recognized as a work also put bread on the table for many people so after we engaged government such questions came again to say what now what do interventions can be done mm. as always because we know that uh, there have been a lot of interventions by 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 municipalities voluntarily at some points trying to integrate even by the private sector that's where trying to integrate ways because mm. but that wasn't enough then we said to government the department of national uh, environmental affairs by that time it was led by the late umamu etna malewa and she asked us clearly to say that we are recognizing you now what next mm. what needs to be done we said integrate us there was a talk of formalization but based on the issues to say that formalization may take one part of way speaking or uh, one phase of a way speaking we need integration mm. that's how integration came about and it's not integration only within the waste management system it has to go through the whole value chain of waste industry mm. like the recycling industry all of us we know it's worth billions but the painful thing about the waste industry is that there are still gaps if you look at the tire of the recycling industry mm. at the bottom of it it's waste pickers and it's 99.5 black people mm. who's at the top who's, who's sitting at there the at top the it's 433 white owned companies i'm not racist by saying white owned companies mm. Mm. but that's the fact that the situation we face ourselves and the big challenge is we've been saying to government government is trying to intervene put money to make sure that recycling is happening mm. but we say to government you are putting our money as taxpayers money you are putting money from the levies into this but you don't regulate mm. because at the end of the day as much as government is trying to put money into sure. this it's indirectly assisting the middlemen who will determine mm. the prices okay we say government come in we want prices to be mm. regulated okay. it's been a big 
debate also regarding sure. the issue of the competition commission. Okay, Dr. Simon, we'll pause there and uh, I want to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, and Dr. Simon and uh, Musa, we'll come back to this issue of price regulation. And I also want us to maybe for you to give us some context around this issue with the competition authorities and uh, whether or not you think that intervention will be able to, to equalize outcomes in the value chain that uh, Bob Simon was uh, talking about. You tuned into Metro FM Talk and uh, under the microscope this evening, we're taking a look at uh, the uh, plight of uh, informal waste pickers and uh, some of the challenges, of course, that they are facing in that particular value chain. We continue on the other side. Seven minutes it is before uh, before 9 p.m., I should rather say. I'm in conversation with uh, Musa Chamane uh, from uh, uh, Groundwork and also joined uh, uh, by Ubabu Simon Mbata from the South African Waste Pickers Association. And uh, just before we get to some of the issues uh, I was raising before we went to the break around, uh, I guess, uh, the policy issues, the value chain concerns that you have, maybe, Musa, if you could just briefly speak to us about some of the work that you're doing uh, as Groundwork. You did indicate... Uh, just off air that uh, you're headquartered in uh, Peter Maritzburg, but you have quite a presence um, across the entire country as well. Yeah, actually, we are an NGO based in Maritzburg. Our name is Groundwork, uh, Friends of the Earth South Africa, mm. and we campaign in different areas, okay. in areas of waste, climate change, and energy. We also campaign on coal. We've got Environmental Justice School. Mm. Uh, mo- most of the things that have to do with the environment, that's what we do. My role in this, uh, we have as, we have worked with waste pickers from the beginning, mm. trying to trying to organize and uh, and so on that is why they have a national conference today it's due to our organizing since 2006 2007 Mm. That is why we've got 120 waste pickers coming from different provinces convened here in Kempton sure. Park to discuss their plight and their challenges within municipalities. Okay, okay. And Babu Simon, the yeah. association, uh, just a brief background on the association and then we'll come back to some of the other issues we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, the association of, it's called South African Waste Pickers Association. Mm. We normally represent people who are picking ways to make a living, who work on the streets, in the landfills, and those that are work within communities. Mm. So we've got our, our national office in Fanabel Park. That's where I'm based. Mm. And we work with Groundwork, wherever Groundwork satellite offices sure. are, we, 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 we work together. Okay. So we've been working together since the formation, since the start of the organizing of Waste Pickers. Mm. And you've got this conference now, uh, a fifth national biennial general meeting. Yeah, yeah. What's happening there? Uh... Listen, this was supposed to be our national conference, yeah, but uh, something that came out through uh, this year was the process of integration where mm. we drafted the guidelines, which will be more useful. That's why we, we, we believe this conference is centered around what our government and waste because has achieved mm. in terms of how from now are we going to take it forward because remember most of the processes that we've been involved with or the national processes they are happening at a high level Mm. so part of our conference is to make sure that the outcome of the guidelines to integrate waste pickers waste pickers take them and engage with their municipalities that's part of what we're trying to make sure that those guidelines, they don't wait for the national department mm. to distribute to local sure, municipalities. Sure. So um, everyone, these 120 waste pickers who are here, when they go back, they're going to engage with their municipalities. Mm. Lucky enough, next week we'll be having 120 municipalities who will be having a guidelines in their hands. So that's the most part of it. And something that 
brought us together is to shape us because we've been engaging government we have mm. finalized the document this yeah. year it has to be taken to the waste because waste because has to deal with it so we've been engaging around those issues okay all right and uh, uh, i guess uh, musa the the other question related to some of the value chain issues that uh, Bob simon was raising that uh, you know uh, everybody who's creaming the top of that value chain and the value by and large are some of these white enterprises and at the bottom ha- almost 100% black yeah. uh, uh, workers there. Just talk to us I mean about I guess uh, what ought to happen and what you think the Competition Commission's intervention is going to mean for the process. Yeah you know what is happening in this country it's a disgrace because you find that uh, if you look at the pyramid of uh, the industry as Simon was saying on top you find the white males who are owning uh, the recycling industry in mm. South Africa, with which worth 750 billion. Sure. So I believe that uh, the only way that uh, the waste pickers can get through this is to speak to the government, mm. which is government for the people, and push for their existence and sure. push for their recognition and push by all means that they are recognized and enabling environment for them to thrive. It's created. So I believe that that's how it should be done. Mm. And in terms of the price not being regulated either by government or by industry, it is a challenge because it doesn't make sense to say a waste picker in Johannesburg will earn more than a waste picker in Zanin, while at pick and pay in Zanin, you buy the same loaf of bread with the, same, the same amount. Price, yeah. So it doesn't really make sense. So government needs to do something and the waste pickers and us civil society, mm. we need to assist waste pickers to make sure that this is regulated sure. and they get a fair share of, of their work. Okay. So that's what I believe it should happen and that is justice. Mm. Bob Simon, let me give you the last word on this one and I want you to respond to this tweet. There's a tweet here coming through from Eddie Rakabe who says Impact, Mondi and ABI are claiming a larger share of the waste recycling value chain. Gated communities and business complexes exclude informal waste pickers by signing exclusive waste collection contracts with big companies. This is a big market that needs to be democratized. Exactly. I'll agree with the gentleman. Uh, what we have realized is the recycling industry is mafia run. Mm. There's a lot of monopoly, collusion, cartels within this industry. That is why it's so difficult. I remember for the past 15 years, through the Department of Trade and Industry, we tried to establish recycling industry body. But the cartels, all this, they made it sure that it doesn't mm. exist because we were pushing whereby we will end up regulating prices. Mm. So the companies like Mondi and these companies that you have mentioned, the gentlemen have mentioned now. Yes, the likes of they, impact, no API. They are mm. very challenged to the waste pickers because they don't recognize waste pickers. They don't value waste pickers. Mm. They are self-saving interests in those. And you can see, look at the shareholders of those companies. You'll be surprised. They are those people who are already established millionaires. Mm. We fought for this uh, uh, sector. We were laughed at. Remember, we were called names when we were studying these jobs. Mm. People were shying away. Once we have raised the issue, once government said, we recognize you, we have seen the emergency of Mm. opportunists Mm. who come and claim the sector. Yeah. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you coming out. And maybe the last question I'm asking is, uh, the majority of our leadership as SAUPA, we have a 70, almost 75% of women in the okay. leadership. 
Uh, we had a long conference today. Mm. Some were tired, okay. and we knew so late. I'm the spokesperson, sure. and Musa is, okay. but we have some of our members. You are welcome to be part of our conference Please, tomorrow. man, please, please, please. Neither now the next time, Mrs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much okay, uh, for you. that. And uh, unfortunately, we'll have to leave it there. We have run out of time. One minute it is after 9 p.m. That's the final whistle for us here on Metro FM Talk uh, on this uh, Wednesday evening. We're back with you again tomorrow evening for our Thursday uh, installment. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Aska kribi okoye banga. Le ekonomi.